Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Darshawn McAway. You're tuned in to WOW Podcast. By all means, go to wowpodcast.me. That's W-O-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot M-E. Now, today we have a special guest. We have author Mark Watson. He's here to talk to us about his latest book, Between Conversations, The Tales from the World of Reugen. Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful, Darshawn. Thank you very much for having me today. So let's talk about this book. What, what is it about? Between Conversations is a collection of nine short stories. Uh, I can say that they're a little bit longer than most people normally associate with short stories, one of which is probably closer to a novelette. And they take place in the what I call the world of Ryujin. And Ryujin world is the setting of my previous epic science fantasy duology, Catching Hell Part 1 and 2. And this is nine short stories that take place over the course of thousands of years, all involving separate characters that live in this world. It's kind of like the the side stories that doesn't really focus on any of my main stories, uh, main characters. It It's all about living in this strange world of magic and technology. So with this particular book, or series, if you will. What what was the inspiration behind it? What made you say, hey, I, I want to write about this topic? Well, I had kind of been writing in this world ever since I was about 15 or 16 years old. I started writing some in what would eventually become this world, and it was all done by hand. I still have the books to this day. It was a, it was a trilogy that if I go back and I look at it, it is not very good at all, but it it inspired me to keep going and writing in this. And at the time, so this would have been in the mid to late 90s, I was very much inspired by a lot of the science fiction and fantasy pop culture I was consuming at the time, be it in movies. I was really into watching a lot of uh, Japanese anime, Japanese movies. I I found their storytelling to be far more mature and a lot, a lot more engaging than what a lot of what we were getting in North America was. And video games as well. I'm just like anybody else at that time who's got kind of a nerdish leaning that I was playing a lot of Super Nintendo and PlayStation and, and was really into Japanese RPGs and the stories that they were telling. So with this particular book, did you get picked up by a traditional publisher or did you self-publish? My intention is to self-publish this one. It's still a little bit up in the air. I have had some interest from some publishers, but I'm not necessarily sure if they're going to go the way that I want them to. This is going to be my first kind of foray into self-publication. I didn't really think that a publisher would be willing to pick up this particular story or collection of stories because it ties to a previous work with a previous publisher. That publisher, however, is going through some changes right now and wasn't interested in picking it up, and I didn't really want to put it in somebody else's house. And I figured that this was as good a time as any to try and learn the ropes of self-publication. So, Right now, the intention is still self-publication, and if anything changes between now and my intended release date of September 26th, then all the better. But I think this is going to be a good educational experience for me. Yeah, most definitely. So you describe yourself as the anti-author. Can you explain what that means? I'd love to. It's it's something that I learned very early on. I came into the writing game later in life, um, not ridiculously later, just I already had my wife and kids and a full-time job, and I very much enjoyed my life, and I found that I could enter the writing world that I'd always been interested in. And then when I started focusing on it, and I started doing things like giving interviews such as this one or going to conventions or talking to other 
young writers or even writers who have been in the game a long time, I noticed that I had a very different mentality than what a lot of them did. A lot of them did have that wide-eyed optimism that their next story is going to get picked up and it's going to be the big one, and they want to make a living off of their writing. They want to retire, hopefully early, and find a nice place to sit down and just spend their golden years just writing and enjoying life in that way, and I never wanted to do that. So I followed a very untraditional path in that I only give as much time to my writing as the rest of my life allows me to have. The other part of it is I don't do a lot of reading either. I am incredibly busy. As I said, I've got two young boys, and they've got sports to coach and and Cub Scouts to take them to and camps to organize, and I enjoy doing all of those things, and I don't want to put my writing on the back burner. So when I say I'm the anti-author, I mean that I fly in the face of a lot of the more traditional tropes that people have in their mind when they start thinking about authors such as myself. I want to treat the industry with respect. I don't want to say that I am putting down, I guess I could say, the people who have chosen to do those kinds of things. It's just not the way that I wanted to go, and I'm happy with that particular choice. And it's worked out very well for me so far because I don't allow writing to consume my life like I know some people it does. Mark, as a author getting into this field, what do you want people to know about you? Like more so in like in last words, like if someone was to sum you up, what what would you want them to know about you? That as an author, I told the stories that I wanted to tell. I didn't start to bend to any pressure. I've had conversations with some publishers or with uh, some agents who are like, well, this isn't really selling right now. Have you got anything that's more like this? Like I, I, I never want to bend to those rules. Part of this hobby for me, although I take it seriously, is that it is for me. And if you want to read the stories that I have to write, that's great. But I am, I, I'm not going to give in to trends, and I'm not going to try and push myself super commercially just because I can make a quick buck or even a buck. I, I want to I want to go through this with my personal writing integrity intact. Right now, you mentioned you have two sons. Uh, what has this pandemic been doing for you differently than before with your two sons? A great question. I really credit my wife more than anything else. We have been incredibly fortunate in that the nature of my full time job has allowed me to continue that and I can still go into the office, and I can still work safely. And my wife, ever since my oldest son has been born, has been working from home. She is a graphic designer. She does nothing but computer work, so she has always been here. So this has really just been an extended summer vacation for them more than anything else. And I count myself very, very fortunate that we have this situation. The biggest thing was always just making sure that they were kept busy. My oldest son was very active in hockey, and his season was cut short back in March. And he hasn't been able – he usually transitions into into baseball right away. And we only just recently got got the baseball season started. We're about three games into it now. But there were months of just trying to come up with something – to entertain them. And the same goes for my youngest son, although he is he is much better at being able to focus on a project and, and start working on it and entertaining himself. Normally it involves 
something in the house getting taken apart so we can figure out how to make it work or turn it into something else. So <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been different, but I know that it's not as different as what a lot of people have gone through, and uh, and I recognize that, and I'm very very fortunate for that. What do you want the readers to take away from between conversations? I want them to enjoy these fun little stories and find something that they can they can really relate to. There's a little bit of everything in there. The collection of stories that I've got, there is kind of a what I call the Tarantino-esque scene in a bar and there's a there's a little bit longer full-on horror story. There is an adventure story of more kind of young adult in that it involves uh, two younger ones, one's a teenager looking after his younger sister, and they go on an adventure. There, there's all these very unique stories that are in here, and I think that each of them is just long enough and, and just dense enough that you can, if you go through it, you can really find something to seek, sink your teeth into. And I really tried to give every story its own heart, and I hope that's what the readers can find. So let's tell the readers uh, where they can get in contact with you through social media if possible and where they can purchase your book. Absolutely. So you can always find me on Twitter. I find that that's my most active social media, and you can find me at Wright Watson. So that's at W-R-I-T-E-W-A-T-S-O-N. You can use that same handle for my Instagram. Uh, I'm a little bit more active on there than I used to be. You can also find me on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Mark wrote a book. That's M-A-R-C wrote a book, all one word. Or, of course, you can always just find me on my website at www.markwatson.ca, M-A-R-C-W-A-T-S-O-N.ca. And for as for my books, all of my previous books are available through all the usual sources, uh, Amazon, Kindle, Kobo, Barnes & Noble, Apple, Walmart. And for the newest one, it is going to be coming up through Amazon first, and I hope to expand from there. Well, I'm your host, Darshawn McAway. You're listening to Wild Podcast. We're speaking with Mark Watson. He's the author of Between Conversations, Tales from the World of Reugen. Mark, it was nice speaking to you. Same, same here, Deshaun. Thank you very much for having me.